Hello. Welcome. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And today we're talking about circumcision. Welcome to the chat, folks. Well, All right. I wonder how many people just left. <laughs> what? Okay, so in the Bible, in Genesis, you have Abraham get this covenant, and it sounds great. Like God's like, I promised myself I would do this. I am going to make you a father of many nations. I'm going to do miracles to you. By the way, you need to chop off part of your <laughs> penis. So with that being said, you have this part of the, the Bible where you imagine Abraham, 100 years old, is like, hold the phone? What was it? <laughs> Wait, what? Can you uh, just run that by me one more time? What was that last part? <laughs> you know. Uh, and Why did it go hillbilly again? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, by the way, all of your servants need to do this too. Um, and this will be a sign for the rest of eternity. <laughs> or, you know, you know, throughout the Abrahamic descendants. On the eighth day, you all will perform this custom and become a bridegroom of blood. Something like that. So, anyways, um, this becomes like the next step. So let's talk about this. Why circumcision? <laughs> Which, you know, depending on how old you are, essentially is just, uh, uh, it's, uh, does anybody else want to explain what circumcision is? Nope, we're leaving this to you. <laughs> let's. Let's just find the medical def. No, I don't want to Google it. Uh, let's just. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> the ritual act of incising or removing the male child's foreskin eight days after birth. Okay. So this will happen to you as a sign of the covenant that Abram had, Abraham had with God. Why? <laughs> I turn it over to you for, for suggestions. Why this? Like, is this like showing your license at the door? <laughs> Are you a part of Israel? <laughs> ah, welcome. <laughs> you know, like, what What do you do with this exam? I'm asking honest questions here. It's a big part in the Bible. <laughs> Old Testament and New Testament. Why? <laughs> I don't know these two. <laughs> like... I can't even make up a good answer at this point. Uh, Olivia? No? Well, maybe, oh, oh, oh. you know, there's this body part that you need to make children. So we're going to cut it to prove that God is making the children. Because Abraham can't have children. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I think you can still have children without it. Well, yes, but... <laughs> I feel like there's a metaphor there because he's going to be the father of nations. So, oh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I never thought of that. You're going to be a father of nations. Now cut off part of the thing that you need to make nations. Well, I, okay, all right, all right. So, so like, the whole thing is about you're a guy who can't have kids, and you're going to have kids, and the mark upon you is literally going to be upon... Your kid maker. So <laughs> that could be it. She might have solved this for us. Maybe. Maybe that's part of it. I was at least going to say this. I, I was going to kind of go that route with some of it. So what about women? 
the Bible is not like, and then circumcised women, which is usually called female genitalia mutilation. So we don't do that. <laughs> but, and some cultures do. So, like, the Bible doesn't go there. Um, but what about women then? Like, why is the mark... Is it just a male thing? What's going on there? And I was going to wrap into kind of what Olivia said right there. It's essentially like part for women of her husband being circumcised is part of the mark upon her that she too bears the mark of Israel and is a part of Abraham's line and things like that uh, because her husband any children they have is going to like kind of in a way be born through the mark of circumcision the mark of the covenant of god so that kind of wraps into what you were saying okay <laughs> casey why don't you give us a metaphor for circumcision <laughs> you love metaphors please it's help true us out here usually i do Where's a good Casey joke somewhere? They come, they come naturally. We'll give you time. So uh, for the for the woman, part of the mark upon her is the mark of her husband. Is that she's not subjected to the same thing, but by being married uh, to an Israelite, essentially she's going to see the mark, and that's going to remind her that she too is a part of it. Question. Uh-huh. Does that mean a woman can be a part of the tribe of Israel without having a husband? Uh, that would be unusual in ancient times. Like everybody was... Right. Yeah. So single people don't exist in the Old Testament. Essentially, it's part of one of the things that I'm going to say. It is very unusual in the Old Testament that anybody would try to be single. So they probably didn't have to ask that question very much. Um, but obviously, if you were born of, in, if you were born an Israelite, then you were born out of someone's circumcision, right? Because that's where you came from. So you were born within the. So as long as the using bloodline, my words carefully here. <laughs> so as long as the bloodline continued, or you came from a legacy, then it was just automatically inside the. The. The, uh... <laughs> Inside the what? <laughs> Inside the, line of, the line of... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you were either born of someone's circumcision, and therefore within it, or you were married to someone who was circumcised and bearing the mark by seeing the mark. And, ah, yes, the mark of God upon our relationship. So you were in ways partaking within the circumcision without yourself having been circumcised. Okay. So a, another reason too, Michael Heiser points out, um, scholar I love, he mentions that circumcision was uh, also for women because they needed to be certain that they were marrying an Israelite and not someone who was worshiping other gods. So essentially, eventually you're gonna to get to the point be like, wait a minute, you're not an Israelite. We do, on the eighth day, all Israelites had that done. What's going on with you down there? You know, so like, then you would know, okay, I'm married to someone who's not following God. And when the 
wrong nation here. <laughs> I'm not within the line of Yahweh, and so you might, you know, run away. I don't know. I, <laughs> that didn't end right. Because <laughs> this was a big deal in Israelite culture, like all the way in the New Testament. <laughs> the poor Gentiles. Again, we're the Gentiles. We're the outsiders. We're not, we don't have Jewish blood. Poor Gentiles, when they start finding out that like, hey, God wants the Gentiles to like be saved by faith through Jesus, the Pharisees show right up with their knives, you know, like, welcome to the party, come on in, you know, it's like, and, and fortunately they eventually Paul clarified, no, 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 you don't have to do that, but you know there were a few suckers who fell for it early on, like, all right, if that's what it takes, initiation right, hazing, you know, like, some, some early Christians probably had to subject themselves to unpleasant moments to enter into the Christian faith, uh, but we know today, like, that's not, that's not the thing. But so it's such a big deal that, like, you know in the Old Testament, like, it's happening to anyone who's born of, of the Abrahamic line. So if Gentiles <laughs> don't have to get circumcised because... No, Gentiles, not genitals. I just said Gentiles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on. Then why are we still practicing circumcision? That's a good question. I think people are just scared to some extent <laughs> to like stop as though like, what if it really is my genitals that save me or so? I don't know, maybe <laughs> some people. I think also it's just become so cultural that like some people don't want like, I don't want my kid to be the weird kid. So like, <laughs> uh, you know, in the locker room or something. I, I don't, I'm trying to think of reasons. Some have said maybe that it is, like, I know a guy. <laughs> oh Never a conversation on this episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know a guy. Can I finish the statement? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, like, hmm. <laughs> Can you finish the statement? It's not bad. I'm just, I don't want to say it with weird words. Okay, so he had to get circumcised when he was like 60 because 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 well he could not urinate anymore because he was not circumcised and somehow that affected something. <laughs> so some people I've heard say is like, well, people still get circumcised so that like things like that don't happen. Why did you say that in motion towards me? I don't know. That doesn't happen. Is that better? Yes. <laughs> Didn't you ask the question? You asked the good. That's why I did it. Okay. So, so anyways, something, something something circumcision so some people i think some people say that like it, it could be like healthier in the long run i don't know if that's true or not uh people of other cultures though they did it too it wasn't just israel so like this is interesting the egyptians circumcised themselves differently <laughs> yeah so like the egyptians they practiced circumcision but they didn't remove the foreskin, instead they split the foreskin. 
whereas the Hebrew circumcision is to remove the foreskin. So there's this interesting, <laughs> interesting moment in the Bible um, in Joshua 5.2. Joshua's got all these uh, Israelites with him, and then he needs to have the sons of Israel circumcised a second time. <laughs> So you're like, hold up, <laughs> what, what do you mean a second time? Likely what that means is like, you know, these Israelites have been circumcised the wrong way because <laughs> they lived in the land of Egypt. So any of you who are still alive from the time when we came out of Egypt, y'all need to be circumcised again. This time we got to cut it off. <laughs> and then those of you who have been born in the wilderness, you still haven't been circumcised, so we're going to circumcise you now the right way the first time. So there's, there's this interesting thing. Like, it's not just an American, not just a Hebrew. It, it's been seen across different cultures in different ways. And some lucky few Israelites got to do it twice <laughs> and experienced the different ways in which it can be done. <sighs> my new favorite episode <laughs> all right so fast forward to the new testament like we said circumcision is no longer required just faith right uh paul's like look it's really faith that matters that means that you are circumcised in the heart <laughs> which is actually a phrase in the bible before you're like come on James. no paul's like look what really matters is it said that your penis has been circumcised or is what really matters is that your heart has been circumcised is where Paul goes and that's not new with him that's actually Jeremiah I'll, I'll turn there right now if Olivia can handle herself uh, behold the days are coming Jeremiah 925 declares the Lord when I will punish all those who are circumcised merely in the flesh Egypt, Judah, Edom, sons of Ammon, Moab, and all who dwell in the desert who cut the corners of their hair, for all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in the heart. So for Jeremiah, like he saw like, look, just because you bear the mark of circumcision, just because you bear the Abrahamic mark of being a people of God. That does not get you into heaven. That does not make you a true Israelite. The, the like whole point of the mark in the first place was that you had a covenant with God. I'm faithful to God. God is faithful to me. And Jeremiah looks around at all of these Israelites who are worshiping false gods, who are chasing after sin, are doing all of the wrong things. You're like, well, you think like, you think Yahweh is just going to be like practicing just full covenant faithfulness to you when you don't in any way acknowledge like the covenant itself, what it means, what the mark means. It's not about anything that you bear on your body. It's about where your heart with God is. And if that's been circumcised, then you're good. <laughs> And Paul Paul just kind of deals with that same language in the New Testament. It's like, look, you think it really matters that the Gentiles would go through your hazing rituals? Like, no. It, what matters is, like, where the, where's their heart? Where's their faith? That's where they bear the real covenant. And Israelites who 
aren't following God and are worshiping all these other gods, it doesn't matter if they've done anything to their body. They don't get in. Like, they're not God's real people. But if they're chasing after God, well, that's God's real people. And I think you see throughout the Old Testament that you occasionally run into those, well, at least like Job. I don't think Job was an Israelite, but he was chasing after God. Was he circumcised? I don't know. In the New Testament, you come across Cornelius. Cornelius wasn't an Israelite, but he was chasing after God. Was he circumcised? It doesn't tell us that he was forced into that. Like, he was just, the Holy Spirit was poured out on him and his family, and they all got saved right in front of them through faith. So, anyways, circumcision was a mark. It played a part, uh, but in the New Testament, essentially the Bible and Paul especially is like, that's not the point of our faith. Faith is here, not somewhere else. And you can tweet that. Nope, you probably can't. Anyways, that's been an episode. We'll close it out now. Who wants to do the honors? Be sure to like, comment, subscribe down below. Don't, you can't say that on this episode. <laughs> Comment. Comment <laughs> everything that you have against Jamin on this episode today. We're sorry. There will be no subscribing below on this episode. Thank you very much. The whole point was that you no longer need to subscribe below anymore.